This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy all of those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Your calls are what the show's about. They're already on the line, so we go to them. We'll start with Brian in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Brian. Hey, regular guys. Hey, Wayne. Hey, (laughs) we can't call you Colorado anymore, huh? Well, he's still got one more truckload, I think, to bring out, right? No, who knows how many more truckloads I got. Oh, no, I'm sorry to hear that. But, uh... I, I, I've been catching up on the podcast, you know, working on this uh, house and uh, doing a little bit of activism here in New Hampshire. I haven't been uh, very current, but uh, uh, y'all have been doing some talks about intellectual property. And I hate to bring this up again, you know, because it's always a big show filler. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's pretty important because I've been a big proponent of intellectual property because, you know, I'm an author and inventor. I have intellectual property that I've been profiting right. from the from the uh, uh, monopoly that the government, you know, grants from that. It's true. But, but I've, I've been thinking about that, and it's not a very principled approach. So I've been working on that. And, I don't know, a few months ago, I think I, I mentioned, I called in and mentioned that uh, uh, I, I had a, a, a book that I had uh, published a couple of years ago that, um, you know, the sales had been kind of lingering because it's a computer book. You know, they, they don't have a very long shelf life. Mm-hmm. And so I went up on Google Books, books.google.com, I think is where it is, and uh, you can upload the entire book, and you can say, you know, people can randomly visit pages, or you just, you just give away the whole thing as a PDF or whatever. It's up to the author to decide how much to give away. Okay. So I said, what the heck, I'll just give away the whole thing. So you can still buy it from my site, you can buy it from the publisher site, or you can get it for free. And I thought, you know, l- l- let's just try this out. Let's see if I can make any money this way. Well, I, I, I am happy uh, to report that uh, the, the book has had a resurgence. People have downloaded this stuff for free, and I've gotten more uh, uh, actual sales of the book because of that. It, it has to be because of that, because it's the only marketing I've, I've done in, in the last year or so. Uh, more, more, cop- more copies of the book have sold, I mean physical copies have sold, than in you know, like the six months before that because you wow. know, it was kind of a, of a waning kind of a sale. What do you speculate is the reason that people found the book on Google Books in the first place? I mean, how do you think people came across it to download? What was well, it's got to be Google search. I mean, they uh, they index all the words in the book, and right. and now when you you know look for certain keywords in in, uh, uh, in your Google search, the first thing Google's going to do is say, hey, you know, you can uh, go go to our site, or you can find these other sites. So it's just it's just internet search. I haven't been marketing it. I, I've been marketing it zero, and my publisher really, you know, it's it's yesterday's news because it's a you know technology book. Right. But uh, but but they've got to be getting it through uh, you know search engines. But, so, but they land on it. They download it, or they view a couple pages online and say, yeah, I'd kind of like that to read on the bus or, you know, whatever. So now they have a physical copy, and that's where I'm making the money. I'm not making the money off the intellectual property because I'm giving it away for free. Right. But, but I am making, making a little more money off of the, uh, off the physical properties I'm selling. Huh. Yet another success story. I love this, Brian. This is awesome. Thanks for sharing that Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword because uh, you know, that particular book uh, was – you know, I, I made enough money off of the off of the royalties from the from the monopoly to be able to fund uh, you know part of my uh, move here from Colorado. So you know, I I, I can't say that if, if I were to come up with a brand new book, I would just give it away. I, I'm not really ready to do that because I don't have right. that much of uh, experience with this. But but you know, I I, I can say that the maybe I, I can't tell for sure. But you know, did the monopoly 
that I had by copyright, uh, you know, give me enough money to be able to, you know, live my lifestyle? Or would I have gotten even more money if I had said, okay, everything is free now. Uh, you can buy it if you want, but you can get it for free. Who knows? So I'm not sure yet. So I'm. I'm, I'm it it I'm is hard to say how. There. It's hard to say how it'll all shake out in the wash. I mean, obviously. With more market competition, there's a chance you won't make as much money, but I was also reading something else, um, not necessarily in the realm of books, but more ideas and, and patents and that sort of thing, about you know one of the main complaints by people like Mark have, have been in the past that, well, these companies won't be able to make as much money off of their ideas, and, and that's a bad thing. And while that may be true on its face, you know the idea being that if there is no intellectual property monopoly protection, these companies will have to deal with competition sooner rather Rather than later, therefore, they won't make as much money up front in the first 10 or 15 years or however long the patent uh, goes for. But the uh, counterpoint to that is that their overhead will be lower because they won't have to pay for patent attorneys and they won't have to you know, pay for whatever the, the process costs of going through the patenting and whatever other overhead you know, they sort of entail through this legalistic process of, in, of engaging in this monopoly protection service with the government. So they suggested that as a result of that, of course, competition, more competition in all industries also lowers costs in general. So all of the things you're buying for your business will be cheaper. That also will contribute to a lower cost of doing business. So while you, you know, in the world of doctors, for instance, while they might not make as much without their monopoly protection racket uh, known as, you know, the AMA, they'll also not have to spend as much in education or, you know, these rigmarole mandatory hoops that the government puts up for them to jump through. Well, if, uh, if, if what's happening here with Brian is the case across the board, then uh, patent laws and uh, copyrights just won't matter anymore because you'll be able to make more money by giving it away. It'll Wouldn't that be, be wonderful. Nice? Yeah, I think that's great. I think people should transition toward that on a voluntary basis. Well, it, I mean, we saw that Google gave away its browser. But the problem is that you can't transition. You have to go straight across the board. Otherwise, somebody's going to patent your idea and take it from you. So you actually have to get rid of the whole system to do what you want to do. There you go. You know, I've, I've downloaded some free books on Mises, and I ended up buying them. All of them? Uh, not all of them, yep. If, if I'm really into them and I like them and I've had a chance to actually go in and start to read them, then I, I prefer to sit down in, in a comfortable chair mm-hmm. uh, with some nice lighting and read a real book than to read it off my laptop. There you go. More evidence, uh, well, Brian. Because, yeah, Wayne, you're, you're old like me. You know, We, we need those uh, physical things. We need our reading glasses You know, instead of looking at the, on the computer. But, hey, hey speaking of, uh, of free books, I've been really enjoying uh, Freedom Engineering, one of your advertisers. Uh, uh, you know, reading that thing online. I've never read a book online, but but it's very captivating because he's got a lot of links there that go uh, various places. And the best thing about it is he kills off Mark and Ian in the first chapter. <laughs> Sweet. That's freedom-engineering.com. If you want to see our uh, gory deaths, uh, you can go there. Very cool. Brian, I thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Brian, of course, so we mentioned at the beginning of his call, he is uh, one of the early movers here to New Hampshire. If you are curious as to what we were referencing, you should go to freestateproject.org. Of course, we'll talk more about it later. In the meantime, we go to your phone calls. Tom is in New Hampshire, and you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Uh, yeah, I also have a book with uh, you guys in it. A caller uh, calls up your talk show, uh, but uh, that was that Larry's reward. But anyway... Uh, Tom, I don't I give have... you permission to use my likeness without permission. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Anyway, I'm kidding, of course. I was thinking, you know, in these days of pregnant prom queens... And uh, the issue there about how uh, Governor Palin's daughter is having a baby. Uh, I hear about that. Yeah, I heard something like yeah, 17 years old, knocked up by an 18-year-old. So, 
And I guess it happened. The, 16 might be well, the legal age in Alaska, but I haven't checked it out. But uh, the, uh, the thing is, then now uh, Barack Obama is saying, well, that, you know, people's families are off limits. I, I think what he should have done was said that uh, if he didn't get her pregnant and John McCain didn't get her pregnant and Joe Biden didn't get her pregnant, then don't bring it up on, on that campaign. But uh, what I did was I decided to send Bristol Palin a uh, congratulations on your new baby greeting card. <laughs> and in order to do that, I did a little checking these things out. This is where archive.org was really useful here because I, could, I couldn't go to the Secretary of State's website uh, because elections are done by the lieutenant governor in Alaska, unlike New Hampshire where they ain't got no lieutenant governor and the, the Secretary of State does the elections. And archive.org... Uh, I pulled up uh, from 2006, and here's the list of the candidates. And one of them is Sarah H. Palin, 245 West Fifth Avenue, number 128, Anchorage, Alaska, 99501. So you did that to get their address? That's what you're saying? Yeah, and then because it wasn't on the secretary, uh, it wasn't on the lieutenant governor's website anymore. So then I went on uh, the uh, news group, Usenet news group, to ask, does anybody know if this is still? Sarah Palin's home address, and I put a link to the archive.org page mm -hmm. where I had it. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, that might be it, but uh, then archive.org briefly deleted those pages. It's a conspiracy against you. Thank you for the and call, so Tom. You know Appreciate else? it. I, I don't know what else, I've but we got to move on. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That archive.org, it is a good website, kind of useful, as you can see there. More on the way. You take control. Bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And, and Mark. Mark. Oops, sorry. And, and Mark. You and better Mark. be sorry. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. The bulletin board system is one of those features. With over 375,000 posts, there's a lot to talk about. Head over to bbs.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Looking for some Cliffs Notes for business life? Try one free month subscription to Executive Summary for Business Leaders. Log on to echapter1.com. Receive summaries of today's best business books. That's E as an easy, chapter O-N-E dot com. And use code FTL. 1-800-259-9231. Continuing with your calls about whatever you want. It's Richard in Missouri. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Richard. Yes, sir. I'm calling about uh, photo recognition on... Uh like Walmarts and uh, Costco's and stuff like that. Okay, and what and is I this? I think what? it's a precursor to uh, the Mark of the Beast. I don't understand what what photo recognition is. What are you referring to? Like they can pick your pick you out by looking at the at the video pictures that's being taken, like they did at the Super Bowl and arrested all them people. Right, facial recognition technology. Facial recognition. You're, you're saying Walmart is is utilizing this technology? I'm saying they could be, and uh, Costco's oh. could be, and stuff like that. And well, what would be wrong with that? What? Why well, would they use it? It's a precursor to the Mark of the Beast. Well, I don't really know what all that's about. As far as I understand, it's some sort of religious deal. But, uh, no, it's not, sir. It's, a, it's about that if you don't take a chip in your hand or a forehead, that you won't be allowed to buy or sell. Well, guess hmm. what? With that photo recognition, if you don't have a chip in your hand or something, they can say, well, you're a pedophile. You can't come in here. Yeah, I, I guess I see where you're coming from, but, I, I mean, they haven't really taken away cash yet, and so for right now, cash 
still works at Walmart. So I guess I'm not really too concerned with Walmart knowing if I'm in their store or not. I mean, for instance... Well, nor, nor am I, sir. Uh, but I'm saying is it's a precursor to that coming up. Yeah, I think you should be more concerned with the government utilizing technologies like this rather than businessmen uh, utilizing these technologies. I mean, okay, if, it's, if you want to well, be concerned about something. I understand that, too, but uh, who allow, I mean, look what uh, benefits Walmart gets from the government. I mean, the China restrictions, trade restrictions were brought, you know, taken down. I think Clinton did that, didn't he? Yeah. Well, if they're reducing uh, restrictions, then I'm all in favor of that. We should have free trade. We should have the ability to, uh, to trade with the country. With whoever you want to trade with, sir, around the world, that's the uh, the meaning of freedom: being able to choose for yourself how to live your life. And they're not going to benefit, you know, they're not going to see the benefits of uh, a cap, you know, the, the capitalist system, if you want to call it that, um, if they don't get an opportunity to trade with us. Yeah, this is a well, mixed economy, uh, not really a, a capitalist system, which is uh, well, why you well, added that. Well, let qualifier. me bring another point up. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay, and this is a matter of record. Uh, they had a circuit court judge in Douglas County, Missouri removed from the bench because he, they found uh, kitty porn on his computer, and they did not file charges against him because the time limitations had ran out. Hmm. And a couple of days after that, the highway patrol chased three kids for running a stop sign, and two of them were killed. Yeah. That's, that's all a matter of record. You know, the, the high-speed uh, chases Ava are a mess. County, uh, town, county seat. Of Douglas County. Well, the town, government county. does get a pass. I mean, they do. They do have a di- different set of rules for themselves, and they aren't. Uh, you know, they they certainly don't face the same sort of well, consequences that the rest of us do. Court, he passed judgment upon people. Yep. And they circumvented that by letting the time elapse before they filed charges against him. Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that, and I appreciate your uh, your call tonight. Thank you, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So, I mean, do you think that guy's on to something? I mean, is, is Walmart going to switch over and stop taking cash sometime soon, and we're all going to be screwed, can't buy our, you know, can't buy our well, food? and United Airlines, or excuse me, Southwest Airlines won't let you buy, uh, you know, anything on flight anymore, you know, with cash. They're switching all to credit right? cards, yeah? yeah? you got to use the chip in your forehead. If Walmart were to do that, I think it would probably be some sort of initiative by government to eliminate cash. And they've been talking about that for over 10 years now, eventually eliminating cash and going to an all-electronic money system. It's true. They they have been talking about that, and there are certainly interests out there that would like to see that happen. But cash is still king, as far as I can tell. Sure. And it, yes, you're right, Wayne. I mean, if the government wants to put the squeeze on corporations, which are essentially creations of the government, and demand that they stop doing business in cash... It certainly can do that sort of thing, but that is that would be a major undertaking, and at that point, people would really, I mean, they they should be paying attention to what's happening around them at that point. Once you know the uh, Walmart says, "Well, I'm sorry, we can't do business with you unless you have the government chip." Well, then there are other companies, other stores that might not do that, who might compete with Walmart. People might say, "The heck with this, I'm going to Target instead, or whatever, or the local uh, mom and pop shop down the street." But uh, some of the opponents of Real ID have stated that. You know, down the road, this is the whole purpose of it, is to eventually be able to basically link every transaction you make to your so-called chip, whether it's in your driver's license or implanted in your hand or whatever. Um, that that seems to be um, the future in some people's eyes. Well, fortunately, um, the the one really great thing about Revelations, I think that it's uh, I think that it's a book that doesn't belong in the Bible, is my my opinion. But uh, the really great thing about it is they mentioned this darn mark of the beast, and we can keep <laughs> we can keep things like this because I'll tell you what, if if, if you're ta- if you're sort of the globalist that wants to uh, you know make everything run smoothly in the world, 
this whole chip where you can't, you know, that, that does interactions either in your forehead or in your right hand or wherever, mm-hmm. it's a great idea. But I, I don't want that personally. I want to no, be able, I, like I want to be able to to do my transactions anonymously if I wish to do so. Um, you know, I wish to be able to use cash and keep it with me, and I don't want, uh, you know, right. some, everybody, ha- you know, somebody having control of my bank account. And not I be able think to there do, are, these, do these things. So uh, yeah, I think there are enough people out there like you, Mark, that are concerned about these things, and not even necessarily from the religious. You're not coming at it from a li- religious aspect like this last caller was. And there are a lot of people who are out there that are concerned about it from a religious aspect, and just a lot of people that are concerned from a moral, a, a privacy, and a moral aspect, and I think that if those people refuse to participate, then the businesses that are going to feel like they should go along with the government system are going to be pulled from two different directions, because there's going to be a segment of their customers that are saying, you know, we liked doing business with you, but now you want to go off and do it this way? Well, we're not interested in doing that, so we'll go somewhere else, versus the other side of the government saying, well, you must do this in order for us to continue allowing you to do business. It'll be a tough position for a company like a Walmart or a Target or whoever to actually be in, as long as there are enough of us who will say no we don't accept your chip we don't accept your real id we don't accept but if you keep going along with the government system as they're taking these incremental steps toward this because i agree with you wayne there are definitely people that want to see this happen and they are you know there are certain steps it's not going to just go from one day we've got cash to the next day everybody has to turn in all their cash and get a chip that's very unlikely it's going to be a, a process to getting there and if people keep accepting the steps along that path then it will only be a matter of one more step before they, you know, before everybody gets chipped. So stop accepting the tyranny now when the real ID comes around or the new state ID card comes around. Don't accept it. If you do, you're part of the problem. Well, that's what the guy was saying. Mm-hmm. When he called in, he said the facial ex, um, uh, recognition software. Now he included Walmart, which is your favorite place on earth. So he immediately place. recoiled. Uh, but they, they do that's good what service the guy, for that's people. all the guy was saying was that he believed that it was a precursor to the mark of the beast. If you um, if if you were to translate that into what you were you know without uh, using uh, you know the religious speak and leaving Walmart out of it, it's exactly what you just said. That's right. If you're if you're a tyrant or you're an aspiring tyrant, then you want to centralize everyone's data. You want to monitor and control the whole population. But if you're an individual law-abiding citizen who wants their freedom and their and be able to be anonymous if they want to be, you want to compartmentalize all of your personal data. Toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You're welcome to comment on this or whatever it is that's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. 
Plus, there's a new online store featuring whimsical decorative, uh, decorative knobs and poles, and it's open for business. Funknobs.com is catered toward consumers looking to give the playroom, kids' room, bathroom, or even the kitchen a unique and fun flair. Toll-free phone customer service is also available at 1-877-820-9224. Funknobs.com is the creation of parent company Internobs.com, online since 2004. That's Funknobs.com as we continue with your calls about whatever you want. Frank in New York, you're on free talk live hello frank hi guys i have uh, two comments but getting back to what you just had mentioned about the uh, uh cashless society with the uh, smart chip and the mark of the beast what's interesting about that is that when that's adopted by the central banks of the world there will actually be no way to count what money actually exists in what money is just being created it's kind of like when the when the treasury department quit last year publishing the m3 yeah mm-hmm. uh money uh record about how much money is being injected into the economy yeah well can you really count uh, it right now over, over a time period uh so in a sense the people that really will benefit by this will be all of the central banks sure all of the financial institutions all of the corporations, because ultimately they will be able to create an endless supply of wealth for themselves, theoretically at the expense of the individual that has the mark, because all of your income uh, disbursements regarding living expenses will be taken out in a cashless uh, mode. Yeah, it really is, is the is, final is, step or the, the ultimate step of the entire Federal Reserve central banking process, don't you think? Correct. Well, they don't have so to print any, any money either. Theoretically, at least a lot of the private bankers find this very attractive because ultimately it would be a, a, an economic system that wouldn't have the traditional boom and bust of the business cycle that we've had since the beginning of man through, you know, Economic no, commerce. I don't know if trade. that's true. So, uh, that's a point that no one seems to really quite get. The only way to get around so ultimately the, the boom bust. Hang on a second, Frank. Uh, Wayne's got a biggest, comment here. Go ahead, Wayne. I'm sorry. That's probably the biggest incentive. But Frank, hang on one second here. Make, Wayne's got an interjection. Go ahead, Wayne. How would the endless uh, creation of, of uh, fake credit or money uh, stop the boom bust cycles? That would further accentuate it, I think. Because there would be no way to record it. You wouldn't know that, that uh, this corporation lost. $8 billion or $50 billion over the last two and a half years that would make the company insolvent. So ultimately, what you would have is actually uh, placing more and more power in those central banks. And as we know, at least in the West, uh, all of the central banks are privately owned by basically the same member banks, whether it's the United States, the Bank of England, uh, or even the EU central bank in uh, uh, Belgium. So what, what I find interesting about that is that's sort of like the overarching point of connection. But the call I wanted to make originally was over the last week and a half, I've heard a lot of conservatives and young cultural pundits make fun of the fact that uh, many conservative libertarians would like to levitate the Federal Reserve, thinking it's a ridiculous concept. But what Levitated? they don't realize is that the concept of levitating – uh, a government, an oppressive government agency, began actually in the in 1960s. Frank, I don't understand October what you mean 21st, by levitate it. What, what do you mean by that? 67, when you had Abby Hoffman and the National Mobilization Frank, Committee to end the war in Vietnam. Frank, you can't just keep going on because well, I've got questions here. What do you mean by levitate the Federal Reserve? Well, a lot of people have been saying that 
a number of uh, libertarians and free markets economists don't like basically the central control of the money supply that the Federal okay. Reserve has, which is a monopoly. Yes. So there seems to be a, a bit of a, a humorous protest of going and levitating the Federal Reserve, and people don't seem to understand where that concept originated. Then I want to be doing that. it with the Pentagon. Correct, and it happened on October 21st, 1967, and you'll notice that Norman Mailer wrote a Pulitzer Prize-winning novel about that called Armies of the Night. So I think yeah, I still don't really understand what you're getting it's a spoof. at here. Um, they, they, you know, some, some kids, some yippies is what they called themselves, went out in front of the pe- Pentagon, and they were going to levitate it. What they were is well, PR geniuses. What's that? It was more than hippies. It yippies. was a collection of the American intelligentsia, including Allen Ginsberg, and you had a number What's, of... What uh, is the point of all this? I don't the understand. The point is this, that the young people and the media pundits don't understand their simple recent history. And that's a point that I find incredibly offensive, because if we don't understand our past history of 30 or 40 years ago... We certainly are going to be doomed to repeat it, as Santiana said. Well, let's go back real quick, because I think there's something about history that you didn't quite grasp, and uh, we didn't really get a chance to dig in, because you just sort of continued on there, Frank. Let's go back real quick to this discussion of how you claim that in a cashless society, the boom and bust cycle would be uh, would be eliminated. The, the reason the boom and bust cycle happens is because of the artificial manipulation by the Federal Reserve, and since that won't stop, then I don't really understand your argument as to what will what will halt that. Because the money supply, the notion of cash that has a one-to-one correspondence with a reserve currency or a commodity, will not exist in a cashless society. Or when you have the central banking control over the money supply, it can theoretically create and create and create That's what we have now, money, though. But the point is, we can... Frank, I don't think you quite understand. Hold on a second, no Frank. Uh, Frank, I don't think you quite understand no what is going on right now. The, the Federal Reserve has the ability to create money from thin air without actually printing it. So most of the money that's done in the business world, most of the investments and those things and the loans, all of that stuff is, is created digitally in computers. So all of that's already happening now, and we still have the, the boom and bust cycle. Wayne, go ahead with your well, thoughts. The only, the only difference is right now you can still use cash if you want to. Whereas in the future you won't be able to, but most transactions now are done electronically. If you go to the stores, most people are using debit cards or credit cards, and that's all there. The difference, of course, is if you've got a chip, is that things can be monitored much easier and controlled. And the problem, the other danger with a chip is if you're a political dissident or something, they can just shut your chip off and you can't buy food. And that, that's the other danger. Of course, a black market, I think, will arise where you uh, people trading in commodities and, and farm goods and silver coins or whatever. But the, the thing is, this is just the next step in, in that direction of, of having everything be electronic. And therefore, you don't even need a printing press anymore. You don't need uh, the entire U.S. Treasury minting department is not even needed anymore. Thanks for the call tonight, Frank. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Yeah, I, I just have to hear more about it. I, 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 to, to the claim that uh, you know the boom-bust cycle would be... I don't. I don't understand enough about it, and I'd, I'd have to to read more. Well, yeah. I've never heard the claim before. The boom bust cycle is accentuated by the excessive creation of money and credit, and so that's not going to change. I think it's accentuated. Anything. Absolutely true. I know that the boom bust cycle has existed since sure. the beginning of man, as Frank said. Um, but is that true? I thought the boom bust cycle existed uh, along with the existence of the central banks. How about famine? 
Yeah. I'm not you sure what you're getting at there. Well, you, the boom bust cycle is uh, more or less uh, based on uh, you know people want to spend money or they don't want to spend money. In a case of famine or the lack of a particular product that people need, you're, you're going to see a bust. So, but see, when money is tighter and it's backed by something of value, so that, that say a money is 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 actually a form of barter. Uh, when you when when your ability to create the money is is more limited, if the market actually decides what the money is, because there's parts of the country over over history that didn't have much specie. For example, Pennsylvania, the whiskey rebellion, they were using whiskey as money because they didn't have much much coin, and those things can happen in, in a free market system. Whereas when when you have an agency that controls the money and they say, well, you can't do that, or you got to pay us taxes on the whiskey you just sold, and all this this other regulation, uh, it, in, it inhibits people's ability to get through hard times as well. And, of course, uh, electronicizing all the money completely also creates uh, problems because then somebody in Washington knows exactly what you buy, what your buying habits are, where you go, uh, who you talk to, and so on. Also, Mark, I don't think that your point about famine is legitimate because that's sort of a natural disaster. Still a boom and a bust. Yeah, but that's not part of the business cycle. More coming up here. The business cycle is something, as I understand it, I'm sure some of our more economically minded listeners can uh, clear us up on this, but it was something that was basically created by the Federal Reserve. It's Free Talk Live. Yep. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier by going to amp.freetalklive.com where you can learn more about the AMP program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the short version of the description is that we take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations all across the country and also more Internet listeners, bringing them to the program as well. So if that's something that sounds good to you, like and, and also getting access to the AMP-only call-in lines, uh, the chat room, forum, and more, some of the AMP perks that we have there, you can get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your calls about anything, let's talk to Fred in Pennsylvania. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hi. I'm hey, Fred. from Philadelphia. Um, yes, sir. I, I, I know this probably might have been touched on, but I want to, um, I want to uh, talk about uh, uh, Sarah Palin and her daughter and the reason for these uh, babies, pregnancies. And I, I, I have the feeling that something is, Still a myth, uh, even with all the explanations. Uh, in that, um, she's, the, Sarah Palin seems to have, like a lot of other women that I know of, that are uh, uh, pretty dominant and pretty powerful and wealthy. She seems to be very arbitrary about um, basically controlling the, uh, you know, the, the what gets out, the, the reality that we are left with as peons in this system. And I know that, you know, people have explanations for this, but it just seems to me as though uh, with a little bit uh, of um, uh, intimidation or, or, or bribery, uh, it's possible that she doesn't really, hasn't really had this latest um, uh, premature baby, uh, Sarah, that is. You don't think the child's real? No, she had, that that it, it, it could be her daughter's baby, 
or a friend of her daughter's. But they've got pictures of her when okay, she was pregnant. Okay, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on Sarah in Palin the world of Sarah Palin has five politics. children. But Sarah Palin has five children. Yeah, but um, she's 44 years old, and she also so? hasn't... And the, the kid came the, out with Down syndrome. There's a lesson to uh, women who are having kids in their early 40s. Yes, but what I'm saying is that she, she, the actions that she's taken are... See, I'm not against... I'm not calling to, to trash her. I'm only saying that... Um, that milieu that, that, that a lot of people uh, that are very successful and self-made come from is that we can do so many things arbitrarily and let you let other people figure out what's motivating us. I'm, I'm sorry, leaders, I'm a little lost on what exactly. I don't you. care. Hey, dude, I don't care if you trash on politicians on my show. I, you know, they're, they're <laughs> the lowest form of life as far as I'm concerned. But I have to say, I don't really understand what it is you're getting at about arbitrariness in relation well, to they, her well, kids. Think about it. The the uh, the um the uh, the the campaign has been saying that it, it, the timing would be impossible uh, uh, for uh, her her daughter to have had more than one baby but but if you think about it uh people are actually wa- walking around with the wrong facts they don't realize that uh Sarah Palin's baby uh was r- around 7 months or, what is or I don't understand what what it's you you aren't babies? listening to, you aren't what? listening to the news okay right i don't pay attention to these political dogs t- completely out of touch on this issue no no i'm 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 no, 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 talking no, to me, I, i'm sir. talking to ian i have no idea what you're referring right. to babies i'm going to explain it to him real quick yeah, sarah thank palin's you, because daughter I'm not the only is pregnant one. Okay, sir. I heard that much. Okay, great. But he's Sarah about... Palin recently had a child. That child had Down syndrome. Yeah. She has a Down syndrome baby. Sort of the 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 the, the skinny. You know, the 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 rumor is that perhaps the Down syndrome baby was in fact the daughter's, and she had it when she was sixteen, and she's even more of a oh, dirty and... little tramp than she was. Right. Wasn't the rumor also? I think I heard a rumor that uh, Sarah Palin's husband actually had sex with their daughter, and that's why the kid was deformed or whatever. Well, they, they were saying some awful things on some of these Democratic. Uh, websites, you know, it's just it's I, just trash I, I talking. Not, Do you know I'm what the statistical with any of those sources? All I'm saying is that the the um, the, the, the her behavior know. before she had the, the the delivery was a little bit strange. She she didn't show at all during the during her Sarah's pregnancy. She didn't she didn't show. They didn't indicate that they that that, that was their intention to have a baby, and then she suddenly left a. Uh, an engagement in Texas. This all seems claiming, so National Enquirer. I mean, yeah, you know, it's this is so irrelevant. Quite vote. frankly, it's none of our business. Yeah. Really, but, I'll leave it there. I thank you for the call not, tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one, uh, Wayne. You know, I find politicians despicable and disgusting, and I wouldn't put it past them to cover up some nonsense like this. But again, what does it really matter? What matters is what these people want to do as far as controlling our lives. And Sarah Palin, just like McCain and uh, Obama and all these other cats, they all want to control you. They all want to tell you how to live. They want to tell you what you can and can't do with your life. That's what's relevant to me, not whether or not her kid pumped out a kid or she pumped out one or who had the down syndrome or who's lying about what this is like some an issue of uh the national Enquirer. that's what this sounds like to me and it seems totally irrelevant 
I don't so know. I on. don't know what it matters for anything. I mean, I, I you know, I, 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 I what, think that, politicians lie. What a shock! Right now they're lying about their babies. Who cares? I, I, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, I guess it would be worse. Uh, the daughter would look more despicable, and therefore um, Sarah Palin would be a worse mother if this happened twice. But um, you know, from what I understand, I haven't seen the pictures. But from what I understand, there are actually pictures of her uh, pregnant um, at the time that the you know before the t- child showed. Uh, preg- uh, apparently, women who are you know, um, having their second and you know multiple children show less than the uh, women who are having their first child. So maybe go. she wouldn't show as much. In case she cared, um, you know. Right. And what's the t- statistical likelihood of a uh, of an older uh, you know a woman who's forty three having a child that has Down syndrome versus pretty good, a, right? A, a, yeah, pretty good versus yeah, a seventeen year old. Yeah, seventeen year old or sixteen year old at that point. Besides that, if you are a Democrat or Republican and you're, and you're seriously considering McCain and you're looking at Sarah Palin. Uh, you want to you want to see how she's governed Alaska. That's the first thing that you want to look at. Of course, if you've got moralistic issues, I don't need to look, look at, at anything else besides the fact that she's running with John McCain. That's all I need. Agreed. Well, John McCain picked her, obviously, but, for a reason. Yes, for a reason, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Let's continue here and talk to Jeremy in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Jeremy. Hey guys, how are you doing this evening? Good. What's on your mind, dude? Well, I think that she jumped at an excellent opportunity, but I think that she probably is a good woman with a great family, but that she's being used by the establishment, which I am sick of. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I have to disagree with you. I don't think you can be a good woman if you want to control the lives of other people. I know that you may have good intentions, but if what you're doing is advocating for coercion and advocating for aggressing against one's neighbors, then what you are, in fact, doing is not good in any way. You're calling every, you know, most people who believe in this, uh, believe in the uh, paradigm that we have as far as government goes now, and therefore you've called the vast majority of Earth evil. Uh, no, well, no. There's a difference between initiating force and aggression and tacitly, quietly you don't not think voting, doing anything You don't think voting it. for somebody who's going to initiate force and aggression is uh, would be, you know, I think you've got some blood on your hands, but uh, certainly not as much as the person initiating the aggression. Go ahead oh, with your point, Jeremy. Well, what about, um, I mean, not even... Letting Ron Paul speak at the Republican convention, they let some dumbass, dumbass like Fred Thompson speak, but not <laughs> Ron Paul. I mean, that is, but at least he had his own discussion. Yeah, he had his own convention, which I hear was fairly well attended. Yeah, and it's only the beginning, guys. Give it, have patience. We shall prevail. Well, I've been waiting a long time, and I'm certainly not going to just be patient. I'm going to get out there, and I'm going to do something to prevail. And I thank you for the call, Jeremy. 800-259-9231, and it won't involve running for federal office or really paying any attention to what goes on at the the federal level. It's all just a big show to me, because whether it's McCain or Obama that ends up winning this fall, we'll all lose. Let's continue with Kurt in Michigan on the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kurt. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? Hey, what's on your mind, dude? Well, uh, I was listening to the podcast from a couple of nights ago, and uh, Ian and Mark, you were having a discussion as to what Mark would do in order, you know, say if his if his child was taken from him from government forces, and he said that he would do whatever is necessary to get his child back, even if it included, you know, bending down and kissing the feet of the rulers. Mm-hmm. And and Ian, you kind of you kind of castigated him for that, um, and. You know, I, I, w- I was thinking, you know, the, the doctrine that we kind of follow is one of, of self-interest. And I, f- I found it kind of funny that you would castigate him for not wanting to do 
what is good for the consensus of the liberty movement as opposed to what he would want to do for his own personal situation. No, well, it's, it's an Ian's self-interest to get me to do what he wants me to do. So there, that makes perfectly good sense. To cascade you for not wanting to do what is right for the Liberty Collective. Hang on, you know, Kurt. I'll, let you bring, of... I'll bring you back here an hour or two. We can talk about this a little further. 800-259-9231 <laughs> is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Hour two on the way. Bring up anything. It is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. And we continue talking to Kurt in Michigan, who had just called in toward the end of the hour, and we didn't quite get a chance to get into the discussion. And you had brought up, an, I guess, an issue that Mark and I were discussing a few days ago on the program about, Mark, you said you'd uh, jump through whatever hoop was necessary in order to get your son back if the government stole him from you. And I sort of took you to task on that particular Yeah, you were acting like a jackass. And I was, I guess, curious as to, you know, if you'd sign statements that said you would obey them or pay them or whatever, and you pretty much, you you do whatever it is they wanted you to do, right? Yep. Okay. And Kurt, your thoughts on that? Well, it's just, I, I, I found it kind of strange because, you know, we, we try to live by a doctrine of self-interest and, 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 and a lack of collectivism. And I thought it was strange that you would castigate Mark for not sacrificing for the Liberty Collective, you know, especially somebody else's. That's not what I was. Like that's not where I was coming from on that. I was coming from the issue of, well, he would go ahead and and give up whatever sort of sovereignty he might have and sign the state's paperwork, essentially waiving any of his rights, whatever whatever the state wanted to demand of him as far as waiving his rights were concerned, he would do those things in order to get his his child back as opposed to maybe waiting them out and not playing their game the way they wanted him to. It was more of a, a suggestion as to an alternate method to go about trying to get what you wanted as opposed to, because there are ways to get things that you want um, as far as if the state takes them from you or if the state is restricting your freedom. For instance, since people have been arrested by the state, they wanted to get out of jail. They could have signed the bail paperwork and gotten out right then, but then they would have been agreeing to all the state's terms, and they but would be agreeing to themselves. obey the state, whereas if they, they waited... Be, but, 
but that'd be for themselves and not for somebody else's life. And and foster care is not, as we know, is not a very safe place for kids to be. I, I you know? understand. So, I mean, you're talking about some very damaging, potentially damaging psychological issues that would follow this child for the rest of their life. Yeah, and you know, it, I mean, it's it's one thing to decide that I'm going to stay in jail in order to make a political statement. Yeah, I, exactly. I've done it before. I'm pretty sure I can handle it. It's another thing entirely to say that this most valuable thing that I have on the planet, and, I mean, you know, Jack is right. the most valuable thing I've got on the planet, by a long stretch... I, that I'd be willing to give him over to the hands of uh, the state, foster parents, things like that. I'm completely unwilling to do that. But, I would sooner would, get him back and leave the country um, and, and sell my house a through a, a real estate agent and take the money and you know and live in Panama or wherever. That would not be a sacrifice on Mark's part either, because a sacrifice is giving up nothing, something of value for nothing. Whereas Mark has valued his life and his principles at less than what his child is, and he's willing to give that up to get his child back. Yeah, and that, I, for me, would be a good deal. There you go, Kurt. I appreciate you pointing that out. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. I guess that's the difference between a man who has a baby and a man who has a vasectomy. I, I've got a vasectomy. Well, and I don't have a baby. Yeah. So. Well, you, know, you know, Ian, I'll tell you that when you, do, when you have kids, certain things within you change. That's all I can tell you. The way you look at certain things in life change. Um, wouldn't you say, Mark, if you... I experienced that. I, life, life is the same as it was, except I now have something that's more valuable to me than anything, than everything I own. Mm-hmm. That's all. You know, yeah. not, it's it's simply an issue of values, and I value Jack more than anything. That's right. all. I mean, yeah, I'm just suggesting there might be ways to get Jack willing, back into your possession without having to bow down to the state. That's I, all. It's a gamble um, that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be willing to take, and you'd be willing to give up your house in order to stand on the principle of not paying property taxes. Would you not? Oh, I'd rather not. No, I'd rather not leave my house. I know you prefer not to do that, but you'd I'm be not willing, going to give up my house. No, you'd be willing to. They're going to have to throw me out. Okay, physically, but you'd be force. willing to put yourself in the scenario um, of that happening. Rather than paying your property taxes, you'd be willing to get yourself in the scenario where they'd be willing to throw you out on the street because they won't throw you out on the street if you pay your property taxes. Likely, um, I, you know, it doesn't happen to very many people. Mm-hmm. You'd put yourself in that scenario, so you don't value your house as much as you value those principles. Yeah. I value Jack more than I value those principles. That makes sense. That's what you were telling us, and that's what I understood. Yep. 800-259-9231. All right, so uh, you guys, during the break, Mark, you disappointed me, as you will, I'm sure, disappoint a number of your fans, by saying during the break that at this point, if you had to vote tomorrow, you would go out and vote for John McCain. I would vote for McCain simply because of Sarah Palin. I would hope that uh, McCain's uh, blood pressure would, uh, you know, uh, you know, take the get mm-hmm. the best of him. I mean, you see him; he's a red faced guy. He's kind of angry. He's seventy uh, something years old. Things things don't look so good for the uh, McCainster. I have to ask. I mean, have you learned anything in the last five years of being on this program? What are you talking about? Well, about what I'm politics? I'm sorry, Professor is, Ian. About maybe what you should review about politics and who these people are and what they're trying to do. Why would you give them your endorsement like that? Why I'm would not you in, go who, 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 endorsement? Endorsement is I endorse Sarah Palin and therefore John that's McCain. What they, that's what they see that's when you not vote. What I'm saying no. That's what they see when you vote. They no, count no, it as an if, endorsement if of their ch- ideas. Look, if a politician chooses to take my vote as an endorsement, that you know, that's what they cho- have chosen to do. I simply vote um, in in a lot of cases as self defense. Yeah, but that I don't think is a legitimate claim in this point uh, on this part because that you're not going to be defending yourself from anything. Either way, it, it either way the election comes out, you'll end up being impoverished ever more. So how are you defending anything? I consider uh, Barack Obama, John McCain, and uh, 
Joe Biden to be despicable uh, people. So you'll vote for him. So who? You're going to vote for John McCain. I don't have any choices. Do you understand? You have the choice to not vote for any of them. Which, or right, write I have that choice. In. You can write, or write someone in. in. Right, and that's not voting for anyone. Sure, but it's voting for your principles. You're voting for your conscience, but apparently you don't have any principles, Mark. Or at least I thought you did, and maybe you don't. I'm just telling you that it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, that when, when it comes down to... Oh, it doesn't look, matter There's not a principled do, person business. out there to choose from. So I'm writing someone in. You know as well as I do that a, you've said on the air that a write-in is uh, of no, you know, no point in a, uh, a write-in at all. So why do it? Well, if you're going to be there anyway, as you said you would, then mm-hmm. it's just a symbolic gesture that allows you to still remain whole and complete inside yourself. And I'll not be have whole vote, and complete anyway. And not have voted you. for tyranny, Mark. You won't walk away with your hands dirty or bloody in this case. (laughs) It doesn't – look, how am I voting for tyranny? I'm voting between two tyrants. You're voting for tyranny, sir. You choose a tyrant. You voted for tyranny. I've chosen one person who I believe to be more honest than the rest, and that's that's the best you can do with your vote. A vote is a strategic and personal thing. I am not recommending to anyone that they go out and vote for John McCain and Sarah Palin. I'm, I'm just simply saying that is what I would do today. Well, then let's see what Daniel McCarthy has to say about it over at LewRockwell.com. When John McCain needed an appealing running mate who could charm independents while reassuring non-neoconservatives, he looked far beyond the swamp of the Potomac. He looked as far afield as was possible on a North American continent to Alaska Governor Sarah Palin, 44 years old, mother of five, anti-abortion and pro-moose hunting. This was going outside the Beltway in more than just the geographic sense. Palin was a supporter of Pat Buchanan in 1996, and earlier this year she had kind words for Ron Paul. She told MTV News, He's a good guy. He's so independent. He's independent of the party machine. I'm like, right on, so am I. Or so she was. Whatever independence from the Republican machine Governor Palin may once have had ended as soon as she accepted John McCain's offer. That should have been obvious to all during her announcement speech on Friday in which, in true McCain style, she whipped up a crowd of howling patrioteers with talk of 9-11 Iraq and the surly Russian bear while simultaneously pandering to feminists by promising uh, promising to smash a glass ceiling. We'll be hearing a lot more of the same in weeks to come. Some limited government conservatives... And even a few libertarians have let their hopes and their hormones do their thinking for them. And in fact, Wayne, you said that she was hot during the break. I don't find her in the least bit attractive. One of Wayne. my, f- well, she's closer to my age. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends believes that deep down, Palin must simply must be a Buchananite. She definitely can't be a neocon. But where's the evidence? She's anti-abortion, and Buchanan in 96 was the standard bearer of the anti-abortion conservatives. Her support for him then tells us nothing about where she stands on other Buchananite issues, such as immigration. And her words since joining the McCain ticket make, make plain where she stands on matters of war and foreign policy. Her pumps are planted firmly next to John McCain, the man who wants to bomb, bomb, bomb Iran, keep troops in Iraq beyond any of our lifetimes, and bait Russia into a new Cold War. As for Ron Paul, he won't even endorse McCain. And yet, Mark, you are talking about going out and voting for this man. We'll continue, because of this woman, we'll continue talking about her in a few moments here. 800-259-9231. I thought you were a fan of Ron Paul. Hmm. More on the way. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free, so enjoy all those on us. And they include, by the way, the archive. So if you missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Totally free at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. All right, 800-259-9231. A few more thoughts here from lourockwell.com on this Sarah Palin character who is managing to dupe all manner of people that believe in liberty into thinking that she has something in common with them. Uh, my co-host, Mark, being one of the primary victims of her wiles, uh, her pretty face, I guess, is I what I don't find has... her in the least bit attractive. Really? Is that right? I really don't. I mean, oh, okay. I think she's better looking than, say, Hillary. Well, but, uh, even you know Wayne I mean? finds her attractive, but Wayne knows better than to go and vote for uh, these scumbags. Uh, just because she might say a thing or two about an issue or two that just may ring a bell with you. The way I see it is John McCain has put this pretty little doggy in the window for everyone to kind yep. of gawk at and to help him get elected. But in the, in, in, if he does get elected president, he's, she'll get locked off in an uh, office someplace and they'll, they'll let her out as she's willing to tow the party we should line. Give credit, I won't I dispute mean, that. We I, should give credit to McCain. I mean, it really was a brilliant move because it has resulted in people like Mark, who should know better, uh, essentially salivating now and talking about uh, talking about voting for this guy when he previously would never have even considered doing such a thing. So it's a great, I think, counterpoint to like the Bob Barr campaign or something like that. Not that you would have voted for Barr either, Mark, but there are a lot of people out there that you know might now, instead of voting for Barr or, or writing in Ron Paul, they might be tricked into believing that something's different about this woman and then that you know, tricked into thinking there's a chance she could have any sort of influence, even if there was something different about her, which there may not be, and therefore go and vote for her. Wait a second. Would you vote for John McCain if he picked Ron Paul as his running No. Mate? Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you? Yeah. You're a sucker. Okay. Well, first of all, Ron Paul wouldn't accept... Uh, John McCain's oh, you don't nomination. get to speak for Ron Paul. I'm simply putting a, uh, you know, a fictitious scenario. Well, I, up I can't here. speak for Ron Paul, but I do know but that Ron Paul did. won't endorse John McCain. So why in the hell would he endorse him by joining his campaign? He might sir. consider endorsing him by uh, if if he was given the uh, the the veep, the veep slot. Well, you know what, Ron Paul probably feels he can do more in the Congress than he could as in a uh, sort of a. Uh, a Sort of a neutered uh, VP slot where they lock him off in an office and he doesn't How really get to do much. How in the world is that? Could that possibly be possible? And in, in, in the VP, being a being a uh, you know a, a, the maverick uh, rep- representative that he is, he's not you know he it's he's it's getting voted 534 to You're one. You're really on off something. in the realm of fantasy now. I mean, because that's not even a legitimate possibility. Let's continue here with the article. So you say. I mean, who no, you, you cannot say that Ron Paul did not turn down the veep, veep slot from uh, McCain here. So, I mean, you know, you it don't was know not it, was it wasn't offered to How him. How do you know that? Whatever. You're just you're just talking. You're, uh, you're, you're calling me <laughs> crazy. If it, was, if it was offered, then he definitely turned it down because he's not the VP. Okay? So let's continue. Anyway, uh, so 
as the article points out here, Ron Paul won't even endorse McCain. And if Ms. Palin felt any degree of sympathy with the Ron Paul revolution, she would not be working to elect the man who is the antithesis of almost everything that Dr. Paul believes in. Yet, suppose Palin really were a deep-cover crypto-paleo, and that given the chance, she would govern differently than the man at the top of her ticket. What are the odds that she would ever have that opportunity? After four years on the inside of the McCain administration, Palin will not be identified with reform. She won't even be a fresh face anymore. She'll have had four years of constant pressure from within the administration to conform to McCain and the neocons, and if she somehow managed not to lose her soul, an Olympiad in the Beltway, especially in the executive branch, takes a toll on anyone's character, what prospect would she have of succeeding McCain? None, because she'll be tainted in in the public eye by the wars and crimes of the McCain administration. And don't count on McCain being a one-termer, by the way, regardless of his age. This is a man who for decades has dreamed of nothing else but being president. Why would he step aside after just four years? The last man to do that after five years, actually, was Lyndon Johnson, who faced certain defeat if he had run again. Before him, Calvin Coolidge was the last president not to seek a second term, and McCain is no Coolidge. Palin, on the other hand, is reminiscent of somebody else, another attractive and experienced but politically untainted newcomer who excited his party's base and seemed to represent something other than politics as usual, post-partisanship, if you will, to independent voters, or at least to the hype-minded press. Traditional conservatives are gaga for Ms. Palin, for much the same reasons that anti-war liberals thought they were in love with Barack Obama. The affair will end the same way. Since leftists discover that Obama isn't really anti-war at all, though next to McCain he looks like Gandhi, and independents independents are finding out that he's not so different from any other liberal Democrat. Palin is not a new kind of Republican. He's just a lot more liberal than most liberal Democrats. She is not a new kind of Republican. She's a McCain Republican, the number two McCain Republican in the country. Yeah, she's anti-abortion, but McCain's anti-abortion too. I mean, this again, written obviously Obviously, two Republicans that are concerned about that. She supports the Second Amendment, on Republican terms at least, but so does McCain. Both of them rail against earmarks, which, like the tax reform frauds of yesteryear, is a ploy to distract anti-status from what ought to be their goals, slashing taxes and not just restructuring them and gutting federal spending, not just taking the power to allocate the money away from Congress and handing it to the president. Does anyone want to guess where Palin will come down on FISA and the Patriot Act? Palin puts a prettier face on the same old, tired Bush-McCain agenda. This is not a new kind of politics. But then politics is never new. It's always organized expropriation justified with a nimbus of sanctimony. Save the children, the poor, poor African children. In practice, of course, it always means taking money out of your pocket to bomb somebody in a faraway country that has never posed a threat to you. The one novelty to the Palin phenomenon is this. She takes the American idolization of politics to a new level. We may become the first empire in history to select our rulers in a literal beauty contest. From Miss Wasilla 1984 to Miss America Today and Miss World Tomorrow, vote for the sexiest emperor or empress. Well, if you must vote, other things being equal, cast your ballot for the most repellent politician available. Let's have more stumpy, squinty, sausage-fingered Denny <laughs> Hastert's and Bella Asbugs. Or Abugs. As... <laughs> Inner beauty and outer beauty don't always accord, but let's do our best to see to it they do in politics. There shouldn't be anything glamorous about the class that inflates away our currency and stirs up hornet's nests around the world. It probably is no coincidence that the more presentable our blow-dried Pauls have become, the more complacent the public has grown. Which is why Sarah Palin may actually be worse than her superannuated running mate. 
No one has shown any substantial policy differences between the two of them. But whereas McCain is cranky, stale, and cadaverous, Palin puts a sweet, seductive smile on executive aggrandizement and perpetual war. She's a spoonful of sugar to mask the bitter taste of strychnine. But make no mistake, that's what a John McCain presidency will be. Lethal poison for what's left of our republic. Uh, And you're going to vote for him, huh, buddy? Do you suggest that uh, Barack Obama would be any less lethal? I don't care, Mark. I won't vote for either one of them. So don't put me to that false dichotomy. So what's the point? What's the difference? I mean, a vote doesn't count for anything, is, right? It's it's the, the likelihood that McCain is going to win by one vote in the state of New Hampshire. Um, and then what's the, the point in voting, Mark? Well, if it the, doesn't count for you're anything. not voting. So what, I'm not. what's the point in, in chastising me over voting? I'm just telling I'm you. I'm going to be there. All I'm saying I is hope that you can live with yourself after four repellent people live with that you yourself, have one sir. person that is slightly less repellent I that hope, seems sir, to have a certain you can... measure of integrity here. You've talked the whole damn time. Yeah. Shut up, would you? Actually, it wasn't me. It was Daniel McCarthy at LouRockwell.com to give credit where credit's due. Uh, and I just hope you can live with yourself after endorsing a man that wants to kill innocent people. There I'll you go. Okay. 800-259-9231. And that's no the problem with you, it's Mark. no endorsement. You have no heart. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Free- This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. They include updates. Get signed up. We'll let you know whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That is updates.freetalklive.com. If you have some meetings, I think you should, uh, you know, coming up here in the near future, next week or two, try WebEx for free. You can, uh, you know, have your little meeting online and, uh, you know, web conference with the people. You wouldn't have to uh, travel on an airplane or use up your gas in your car. They can see your desktop from their desktop. So you can show them a PowerPoint presentation. Just go to WebEx.com, enter promo code 600, that's 600, and start your free trial today, and you might very well get a uh, webcam, too. They're giving those out while supplies last. That's WebEx.com. 800-259-9231 to your phone calls about what you want. Let's talk to Keith in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Hello, Keith. Hey, Free Talk Live, what's up? Keith, what's on your mind, dude? Hey, I made a delivery today, and I thought I'd tell you. Okay. Delivery? Uh, Delivery for Free Talk Live. Oh. What do you mean? I went into work. I went into work this morning, and uh, I caught up on the podcast, and you guys were talking about the lawn, uh, the lawn jailing, the, yeah. the threats for the, uh, the, the woman uh, having her yard uh, above code. Right. So that, that turns out to be like three blocks from my house. Really? So my blood was boiling about that, and uh, when I should have been working, I figured, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snip out that segment. And burn it to a CD, and I'm going to drop it off at their house. So, while I was in the middle of doing that, and like I said, my blood was blowing. The uh, the borough, uh, a, a borough official, just coincidentally called me on the phone, <laughs> huh. and and because I have an apartment in town, and they want to um, they want to uh, inspect it so that it, it's a safe rental. So this is one of my rentals, and. And that's coming up in the next few weeks. So that's what she was calling me about. And uh, she was, you know, asking me if it's okay, you know, for the end of this month. 
And I was. So they're going to pawn this off. Hold on a second. They're pawning this off as though they're trying to protect you from an evil landlord, right? Well, I am the landlord, so. Oh, okay. I'm I, I sorry. I assure you, I'm not evil. <laughs> I missed that point. I thought that you were the, no. the tenant. No, I'm I'm the landlord. So. Okay. So anyway, so coincidentally, right? You just happen to be talking about my hometown. The lady calls me. So in the middle of the call, I kind of cut her off, and I said, "So I said, uh, I hear you guys are threatening to put a, a neighbor of mine in jail for." having their grass, their lawn too long. Oh, no. Too, too long, you know? Oh, that's not like, well, my department. <laughs> yeah, it, she was, like, backpedaling about it, you know, and I said, no, it was on NBC10.com. That's the local uh, Philadelphia, you know, news station. That's their source that you guys gave. Mm-hmm. I said, no, it was on NBC10. I saw it, you know, and she's like, oh, well, I don't know about that. I could look into it, but I'm not really sure. And then I said, I said, that seems pretty harsh, you know, to uh, lock somebody up for having their grass too long. And then she, she just kept backpedaling, backpedaling, and, um, she was saying she, she gave me all this mumbo jumbo about all these different notices. I can't remember everything she said, but all these different notices that the person would have to ignore and it would have to go to this level of, you know, severity and blah 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 before someone actually spent any jail time, you know. Yeah. So 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 then I kinda of put on a parody voice, you know, I kinda of put on like the uh you know, the redneck uh I hate illegals voice, you know, that you okay, guys do. Right. <laughs> I said <laughs> I said, uh you know, People in this town should cut their grass, you know. And I said, if they don't like it, they can get out of town, you know. And I said it. I said it. I thought it was in a parody, you know. But all of a sudden, she relaxed. Like, she, I guess she thought that I was serious. She thought that you were on her side, basically. <laughs> yeah, at that point? but I was. I was doing like a total jerk voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it was obviously a joke, but she was so nervous and you know backpedaling about it about our conversation that she just relaxed and, uh, Interesting. you know, I figured that I, I'm on her side or, you know, whatever. I just thought it was funny. There was, I, I left it kind of uncertain. Like I didn't confront her mm-hmm. directly. I kind of There's no point in it. Oh yeah. That, yeah, there, yeah you no definitely point. don't want to confront her directly when she's going to be coming out to inspect I your know. house. <laughs> I know, but I, I looked up the address of the people and, uh, I actually visited their house. The people with the lawn problem. Yeah. And, uh, How's I knocked on the door and I said, yeah, I just did this, you know, 7 o'clock tonight, and I said, uh, hey, I heard you guys had some trouble with your lawn. I said, I think it's ridiculous, and, and a young man answered. He said, yeah, that's us, that's us. And I said, I think it's ridiculous. I'm a neighbor of yours, and I, you know, I, I just want you to know you were on a, a national talk show, and he, he got all excited, you know, like he was famous or something, you know, and mm-hmm. I gave him, a, gave him the CD. Oh, cool. But I cut, out, I cut out the part where you used the P word, and I cut out the reference to your AK upstairs. <laughs> okay, you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> All right, and just want to give a shout-out to Kurt in Michigan. No shout-outs. <laughs> You're done for. 800-259-9231. I think that was a jab at you, my friend. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. That is, again, 800-259-9231. I think that's great, though, that he uh, reached out to those people that have been victimized by the government tyranny. Uh, the, the poor people, arrest warrant put out for the owner of the home where the, the grass had grown too tall. And possibly a new household of fans of FTL. You, you never know. I mean, what better time to experience the message of liberty than when under attack by the state, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be any more open than at that moment. So let's continue with your calls about anything. It's Chris calling from Quebec. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Chris. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, look, I've been uh, sort of like following um, uh, the, the elections down in the United States about Barack Obama and McCain. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, I'm not allowed to vote over there, so it's not really in my business. But still, in a way, it it is because uh, we have 
uh, apparently two DEA offices in Canada, one in Ontario and one in Vancouver, hmm. which I think they have really no business in our country. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think you're right about that. We don't settle uh, our uh, our police uh, force or anything like that in the United States, and they wouldn't let us anyways. Right. So I think it's totally out of their jurisdiction, and it probably has something to do with uh, Mark Emery. I'm sure it does, but it also has a lot to do with the fact that the Canadian politicians allow it to happen. Yeah. Well, for certain drugs, I agree. You know, it's like, you know, like cocaine, ecstasy, and what, all What about that. those drugs? Well, I think they shouldn't be on the streets, you know. They, they, they shouldn't be anywhere. But they are. Yeah, right. I know. So what are you going to do about it? Well, there's not really much you can do about That's it. That's true. You know, Except well, put people in jail. Right. If you support the, but you support the government's war on drugs, on those drugs? Well, I don't really care for it because I don't do those kind of drugs. You don't care for what? I don't understand. For about you know heavy narcotics like cocaine. You don't and care all about that. you don't care about the uh, the millions of people that have been put behind bars because they had cocaine or ecstasy or something like that. You don't care about the, those people's freedom to choose well, for themselves. It's not about I don't care about those freedoms. I do care about them. Don't get me wrong. It's just that how can I say that? If I ask you, you know. Um, about a sport that you don't really care about, you don't really, you won't really care. Yeah, but this isn't you know? a sport, sir. Yeah, We're talking about people's I, lives. I, I but I would still support you playing the sport if you want. If you want to play curling or uh, hockey or whatever it is that you you want to do up there, um, you know, in, in Canada, I I may or may not play, but I'm still interested in you being able to play, right. and I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't propose to tell you any of the rules of it either. I understand, and that's what I'm trying to say. Look, okay. I, uh, what I'm saying is that I don't do those drugs, so for me to follow up on. You know, what they do, those people that do those kind of drugs, you know, it's their business. Look, if they're leading a normal life... No, no, I think you're missing the point here. What Mark is saying is that if you were to be playing some sort of sport that he had a a fundamental disagreement with, he would still support your right to play that sport. And if uh, there was some government person going out arresting you for it, he would stand up in in defense of you, even though he didn't necessarily agree with you playing that sport. You're saying you could give a flip what happens to the people that get arrested for these crimes because it's none of your business. And that's two no, totally okay. different situations. Let me backtrack. Go ahead. Okay. Maybe I got on the wrong foot here. What I'm saying is that if people do kind of drugs like cocaine and all that mm-hmm. and can't have a straight living, okay? You understand what I mean? But straight I mean, by your definition, sir? Well, what's straight by my definition? Look, I do drugs, okay? The only kind of drugs I do is marijuana. Have you okay? ever done cocaine? Yes, I have. Do you think you should have gone to jail for it? No. Okay. <laughs> hang simple. On, hang on. But, yeah, yes, well, yes, it is very simple. Let me go on first. That's fine. We'll let you go on here in a moment. Hang on. 800-259-9231. More with Chris. We'll see what he's trying to get at here, because it sounds to me like he doesn't uh, really care about the freedom of those people that use products different from his. He wants to lock up bums and addicts. That's we'll see, all. though. We'll let him clarify himself here in a moment. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. 
at, again, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, visit our Promote page. Go to promote.freetalklive.com, and there you'll find all manner of different ways to get the word out about Free Talk Live. Some of them on the Internet, some of them involving printing out flyers, as many of our listeners uh, actually apparently have been doing over at the Ron Paul Convention They've been handing out flyers with Free State Project info and also Free Talk Live info. And so there's a lot of different ways that you can help the show. Many of them are free. A few of them are very, very low cost. Get all the details at promote.freetalklive.com. So we go back to your calls. Chris waiting patiently in Quebec. Chris, you were uh, trying to explain your position on how you feel because you like the idea of maybe legalizing marijuana, but you said you're not so sure about the, the other drugs. And I wanted to make sure you got a chance to clarify how it is you felt about those uh, the people that use those drugs and the the legal status and, and all of that. So go ahead, sir. Yeah, well, first, I didn't say that I'd wish that, you know, and I didn't say that they were bums or anything like that. I'd like to clarify that. But all I'm saying is that uh, there are drugs that, that that shouldn't exist, okay, first of all. I'm pretty sure you'll go, you guys will agree with me, like cocaine, Ecstasy, uh, well, chemical drugs. I like ecstasy, so uh, no, I, I don't agree with you. Uh, but oh, I, well, that's your choice. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, my my opinion on it is, is it doesn't really matter whether I want it to exist or not. Um, you know, I mean, that's yeah, you're, you're completely existing. We're completely existing in a fantasy world. Right. And, the coca plant is a natural uh, plant, so I mean, it it exists. And yes, yeah, so let's move on with that uh, without that point. Go ahead, sir. Well, yeah. Well, look, all I'm saying is that look, they should legalize it. And I'm not and I'm saying that a lot of money would be saved on on war on drugs and all that. So you're saying they you are now saying they should re-legalize all drugs? Well, I didn't say all drugs. Okay, which ones would you exclude? Drugs. Which well, ones? I, I would say more like um, natural grown drugs, something that wouldn't be uh, chemically uh, changed or anything like that. Like you take opium. Well, yeah, opium is a plant. But you, you, if you smoke it off there and, you know, dry it for a couple of weeks, you won't really get high. You have to, get you know, change it and all that. Would you outlaw Cheetos and Twinkies? You have to think about that? <laughs> That's a <laughs> No, I wouldn't. That's another sub- subject. That's not natural. Well, it's right? not another subject in the sense that they're not natural foods. You didn't get them out of the ground. I mean, it's not a cucumber. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not it, a drug. It, it's, it's not a chicken. Understood, understood it's not a drug, but um, now Wait a I'm minute, a, it's not a I'm drug. A, Monosodium glutamate? I mean, anything that changes your chemical I'm makeup simply, is a drug, right? I'm simply applying what, uh, you know, what you're saying from drugs to foods. Jeez, if you guys would apply like that, everybody would get sick because there wouldn't be any medicine. Oh, That's I'm not saying... I mean, we're not talking. Wait, 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 wait. Don't okay, get anyways, confused, Chris. No, no, nobody on this show is advocating anything be illegal. You should have the freedom to choose for yourself what sort of dangerous or not so dangerous substances you put in your own body. And the fact that you are out there saying that, well, you think some drugs should be legalized, but other drugs should be should remain illegal means you really should do a little bit more research. I don't mean to come down too hard on you here because I know, no, Mark, no, no, no. Well, Mark, anyway, you and I both used to be in a similar position as as Chris. We both did not yep. re- at one time in our lives didn't understand 
understand what the war on drugs was really all about. And, uh, you know, if, if uh, what I would suggest that you do, Chris, is that you look into prohibition and you learn about the consequences of what prohibition does, whether it be prohibiting well, alcohol, cocaine, ecstasy, my, my or whatever it is. Anyways. Hold on a second. You look into prohibition and you learn that it creates unintended consequences that result in harming the very people that the prohibition was originally intended to help. So if you really care about people, you should do a little bit more research and dig into the war on drugs and find out why all drugs should be re-legalized and all drugs should be available in the marketplace to anyone who wants them. And I include prescription drugs. There should be no such thing as prescription drugs. They should just all be available over the counter to whoever it is that wants to purchase them because that's what freedom, that's, you know, what freedom entails, the ability to make decisions for yourself without the, you know, the threat of being thrown in a jail cell by some somebody calling themselves the government. Go ahead with your thoughts. Even Cheetos and Twinkies. But look, anyways, my, my, why I was calling, okay? Yes. You guys, like, took it away off in another in another. Well, direction. when you advocate coercion, sir, that's what you're going to get on this show. Go ahead. There you go. Yeah. Now, what my question was at the beginning is, what is Barack Obama's thoughts on drugs? There you go. Well, um, I have no idea. I, I don't imagine that he's uh, come out, uh, you know, very, very strongly for the legalization of marijuana. I can't imagine that he does, that he has. I mean, Not he's, during election time, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, it would seem, uh, it would seem foolish. Um, however, he has said that he's done uh, cocaine and uh, probably and marijuana and, and things like that. So, you know, so would it ease up the, the the war on drugs? Oh, I don't imagine Doubtful. for a second. It it seems like he likes the uh, the apparatus of the state, and I don't see I don't see a lot of uh, evidence yeah. of any Democrat having done that. You could always say that Democrats are a little more friendly to maybe mar- marijuana legalization or something like Democratic that. Democratic voters. Yeah, Democratic voters, that's mostly the case. And even if Barack Obama came out tomorrow and said he supported legalizing marijuana, uh, that wouldn't do anything for me. I wouldn't run out and vote for the guy because it's all about the total package. And the total package for both Obama and McCain is tyranny. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate hearing from you. And warmongering. There you go, on both sides, exactly. 1-800-259-9231. We continue. Paula is on the line in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Paula, how are you? Hi, good evening. Boy, I tell you, you're right about what you just said. And But the thing is, about these pharmaceutical drugs, they've just now put aspartame pouring in all of them, all the way down to the children's <laughs> liquid Benadryl. Aspartame's in all that stuff? Yeah. It's in a lot of things, Every guys. single class pharmaceutical action. drug, huh? No, a lot, a lot a of the over-the-counter ones do, because I've read labels. There's a suit coming. Okay. Okay. But anyway, there's something I want to talk to you all about. It's very important. I don't know if you've heard about this party, but it's called the America First Party. Have you ever I heard about not. it? Yeah. I have heard of it. I, I don't know much okay. about it. We got the principles to this party, and I'll tell you what, it's exactly what we have to have, because I mean, this is the way it should have been. You know, it was a long time ago, but it's gotten away from it. But anyway, uh, if you'd like me to read some of this to you, I can. I'll Let's have a sample, awesome. a quick sample. Go ahead, Paula. Okay, it says preserve and protect our people and our sovereignty. Support a military whose mission is to protect our nation. Oh, you lost me already. You <laughs> lost me already. Strengthen our borders and promote. Oh, you lost me. You lost. I'm, I'm way gone at this point. <laughs> okay, it says uh, a, a mission to protect our nation, not police the world. Yeah, I think that we should just break up the nation. I mean, I don't even know if there is such a thing as a nation. It seems more like, more like a fantasy concept in people's heads. But if it does exist, it should be broken up into fifty smaller parts, and then I think we should break it down even further from there. Well, they say every state is, has its own sovereignty. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? good. So, why do we to. need the what? What do they need a nation for? What's the point of that? 
Well, I guess maybe it's because you know the way things have to be run. You need you know you need a leadership somewhere. No, no, you don't. Uh, there are the Who's hundred of the it? world. Yeah, there's a few hundred countries out there, and they've all got different leadership, whatever that means, and they all mm-hmm. manage to trade and get along on a generally okay basis. So I think we'd be fine if we broke up the you know the country into several parts. I think we'd be we'd be a okay. In fact, I think it'd be we'd well, be better off might, because then we wouldn't be. have as much centralization. And yeah, central yeah, control. might be right there. Yeah. You know, I think I mean, what maybe... goes on with those people, Paula, the people that you're talking about, this American party or whatever, I think that they're just sort of so in love with the, the whole original concept of the founding fathers, and they, you know, they, they still believe in the whole idea of going back to the Constitution. And now I can understand where they're coming from, because I at one time felt the same way. You know, at, at one time in my life, I considered myself somebody that had an appreciation for the Constitution and all that. But now mm-hmm. I've come to the conclusion that the entire federal government is uh, a bad, a very poor idea idea and we should do everything we possibly can to separate ourselves from it whether it be at a state level or at an individual level withdrawing oneself uh, one's consent from the federal government as i think the one of the best things we can do to achieve liberty in our lifetime yeah matter of fact there's something mentioned in here about this it said sharper reducing the size and scope of the federal government to its limited powers under the constitution return control over it's a all fantasy though and for that I mean, yeah it's fine idea but it's a fantasy because how many times have you seen even on the local level how many times has the local have local governments around the country gotten smaller how many times have local governments slashed their budgets how many times have local governments had any sort of principle in the way they do uh, do their business it just doesn't happen governments get bigger it's the nature of governments it's the nature of bureaucrats to want more bureaucrats to control beneath them. Administrative bureaucrats want to enhance their power. They want to yeah. increase their budget. They want to increase the amount of people that are that they are that they can control as a part of doing their jobs. And that yeah. acro- that applies across local, state, and federal levels. And it just becomes more and more untouchable at a federal level. I mean, if you could turn around a local government, that'd be great. It. I don't think it's yet to been done. Uh, there have been a few spending measures that have been stopped here and there, but generally the progress or the re- regress or whatever is the, the way things are going is towards more government at all levels. So if you can't turn around your local government, really what chance is there to turn around the federal government? Realistically. Well, the thing is, I mean, like they said, we can downsize the government. You know, next to, you know, like they said, the powers are in the Constitution, return over all other matters to the states. But uh, you're right about a lot of this, and uh, but anyway, see, the family wants to dissolve the Democratic Party, and I thought, you know, this. Let's dissolve them all while we're at it. Let's just dissolve the entire federal government. I think that would be the best thing that could possibly. That would be the best thing to happen to this country in the the last couple hundred years. Well, you might be right. We might, you know, might need to try this. Yeah, let's focus our efforts locally and forget about the feds. Give the family a call, would you, Paula? Thanks for the call tonight, Paula. Appreciate (laughs) (laughs) appreciate hearing from you. Uh, She's gonna get this crap done. She will. 800-259-9231. Hour 3 is on the way. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website as we launch here into hour number three of the program. The website is freetalklive.com, and all the features there 
are completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites, we give ours away. So enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about here in the remaining hour of the program. Of course, your calls are the primary element, so we go to them. It's Johnson in California on the amp line. Hello, Johnson. Hey, well, you know, at first when I was listening, I was uh, disgusted by Mark. And then, Ian, I heard you say that you're not planning on voting, and I became equally disgusted by the both of you. Well, wh- wh- uh, why? What is disgusting? Sorry to about, let you down, Johnson. I mean, I understand why you're disgusted with Mark. I, I share your disgust. But what, what's disgusting about not voting in an election where there's no one to vote for? Because both of you, right, have a complete misunderstanding of what the election process is about. And to go go ahead and you know make a statement, not like five minutes after having that discussion about how the Constitution doesn't work and how government is broken, when you're sitting on a radio show advocating that you either don't vote or vote for one of the candidates. What? Gee, why is the system broken? I can't possibly imagine if the people who become disaffected don't vote and the people who are out there voting are idiots who are voting along a party line. Well, well, what what would you advocate, sir? And who says I'm voting along a party line? I'm going to be voting for Democrats. (laughs) We're talking about the presidential race. Wait, wait, you're not voting along the party line? Gee, there's not other candidates out there that are possible for write-in? What's the point in a write-in? Really? It's none of the above vote. That's what it is. What's the point of a write-in? Go ahead and make your your case for the write-in, Johnson, because I agree with Mark. What's the point? The, the point is is that the, the whole system was designed, and it's been completely perverted, but the whole system was designed so that you would be voting for candidates with whom you agreed with on principle. So okay. if we had a system, we had an, a system of education to educate people that, so that they weren't just voting on party lines and voting for Joe Random candidate, and they were voting based on their principles and the issues that they actually believed in, then we would get candidates in office that actually mirrored that, but we don't have that because people are just voting party lines and they're just voting, you know, willy-nilly based on what they're being told by the media. If everybody voted uh, right in, then there would be uh, the the person who got elected would have been would have far far fewer votes uh, just because there wouldn't be much uh, you know consensus. Well, no, if you had half the people who don't vote today, and maybe you took half those, those would vote. That'd be twenty five percent of the vote right there. That if they unified on a candidate that they want to write in or a third party candidate, that that, can't, that person could get elected, theoretically. Exactly, and that's a big, you know, and that's a big part of the reason why I'm so disgusted. Because for for people who have spent such an enormous amount of time, at least in the past, advocating for third parties and and know exactly how the system works against third parties, it's just atrocious. Oh, I mean, I, I, I totally agree that the system works against third parties, and I think it's wrong. I just think that I'm dealing with reality today. Reality today is that you can still write in Ron Paul. You can still write in Mary Ruart. You could still write in, uh, you know, Michael Jingozian. But what is the point? What's the point of doing that, Johnson? I mean, the reason why I voted for Harry Brown in the past was because I did agree with him on principle, and he was on the ballot in all 50 states. Uh, The reason I voted for Michael Badnarik, I'm talking about the libertarian presidential candidates in the past, was because he was, uh, you know, again, a principled guy, and he was on the ballot in like 49 of the 50 states. So they both had the chance, that, uh, no matter how small it was, there was the chance that they could, had enough people voted for them, 
actually won. And really, the real reason for voting was to pump up the the voting totals of those candidates, so we could point to those totals and say, look, see, there's a, you know there are people out there that care enough about liberty to vote for these guys and hope that they get reported on, having their numbers reported on. But never were the never did the mainstream media report Harry Brown's vote totals or or Michael Badnarik's vote totals. So really, I mean, as far as the rest of the country was concerned, that was really a wasted vote. So now I've got a situation where there's nobody that I agree with on a principled basis that's running for president. And so why should I write in somebody which is, I mean, that's not going to even get counted at all. No one's going to be able to even find those vote totals. It's a discussion of principles, and the principle of the system is that the, the voting process was originally the system that's designed to control government. And the fact that you're completely unwilling to participate in that system you're going to end up with rulers, and, and, you know, yes, the reality is, if we're going to talk about reality now, that you're going to end up with rulers who anyway. didn't vote into office anyway. But at least you can have participated and, and, you know, been on principle to say that, look, I didn't contribute to this. And if you're not voting... Well, if you don't vote, you're not contributing to it. Yes, you are. I voted a great deal in my life, and just about every election I voted in, <laughs> I have been I've been unsuccessful in getting my candidate in. I know that that system doesn't work, Johnson. <laughs> well, Johnson, I also and, have and to. I feel the same. Go ahead. I feel the same way, but just because. Okay, so what? So you vote for McCain, and he gets in if if that actually happens, but then you're you're participating, in, and and then all the all the things that Ian's already said to you about about participating in that and. It, and boy, I can't wait until Jack's old enough because I know we've had some very young listeners who actually know what's going on. And it would be really entertaining for Jack to be, you know, eight or ten years old and, and uh, you know, or eight or nine, uh, you know, and, and saying, uh, you know, to you, you voted for this idiot. Why did you contribute to this? You know, why you've you've helped to destroy my future. Well, Mark's contributing to the problem, but me by not voting, I'm not contributing to anything. I'm essentially you are contributing to the problem just as much as Mark by not saying anything. But but what I say is not counted, real... Johnson. If I go in and vote for Dr. Mary Ruart, there's but no way to even find out who thing? voted for her. Do you understand how that's the exact same thing as saying don't bother voting for a third party because it's a wasted vote? You're saying the exact same thing which you you spent years in the past. Railing against. Well, I, I'm actually close to not voting at all ever again. So you're talking to somebody who, at this point, has uh, and so I, fed I'm up, very aware of that. so fed up with the with the system and everything. But but at least again with the third party, you've got a candidate that people can actually vote for and theoretically has a chance of winning. The idea that you could organize some sort of mass write-in for Ron Paul that could, would actually even show up on the radar anywhere seems to be pretty fantastic. I mean, if you and could that's do not it, what I'm talking about, and that's not what I'm talking. About. I'm talking about a matter of personal principle. The personal I'm principle is I don't endorse a violent system, and if I don't have anybody that's exciting enough to vote for, I'm not going to bother doing it, and I don't. There is nobody who can possibly win uh, that I'm interested in voting for, and so I don't, I don't endorse example, that system. For example, I mean, to, to be really clear about this, I plan on writing in Mary Ruart, and I don't think that by in, in any case, <laughs> I don't think you can make a case that by writing in Mary Ruin, I'm somehow endorsing a, a violent system. No, I'm not. No, you're I right. I, I don't intend make to make. I don't intend to make that case. My case is that by writing in Mary Ruart, while it may feel good to you, it does even less. And, and not that voting for a third party does, does much, but it does even voting. less. You know what it does? It does that. That when I have a, a political conversation in the future, I can say at least that I participated and that I contributed towards. You know, t- towards changing the system. 
if you're not participating, then you're not doing anything. But I don't, I don't, yeah, I understand that whatever it is I do, the system's going to continue propagating itself. I mean, we all know that's the case, right? Mary Ruart, I mean, Ron the Paul. Only way, Ian, the only way I could excuse your viewpoint, and, and, and this is something I've advocated in the past, is, is the only way I could excuse that is by saying, you know, getting on the radio or, or getting in some form of public media and saying, absolutely, don't vote. No one should vote, right? Because then I think that the only idiots who are stupid enough to not vote deserve what they get. Voting yeah, well, should I, be something but, that you but should look, value strongly. I have voted in the past, Johnson, and I haven't got what I wanted. And I don't see the system as legitimate. I see that, you know, I can see the voting process as being a defensive sort of thing, and I can see all the arguments for voting. That's why I haven't quite let go of it yet. But the system isn't legitimate, and I don't have real, I really don't have an interest in changing it from the inside. Voting is just more of a game uh, at this point than, than anything else to me. And I, I certainly appreciate your thoughts. Any final thoughts? Yeah, my final thought is, is that, that it, it just seems to me to be like a total unwillingness to really actually do anything on your part because. Again, I think it was... Voting ago. is doing something? Johnson, yes, voting is the most no, 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 lazy no, 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 no. bones... Hold on, let me, finish. Let me right. finish my thought. Go ahead. Because I think, I think if you're completely unwilling to participate in the system, but then also two nights ago, you're, you're unwilling to even consider the idea of violence. Well, so, I mean, I've considered I, I violence. That, well, no, no, let's be fair. I, I've considered <laughs> violence. I've considered all kinds of violent things. I just won't act on the them. historical political changes that have actually occurred... You're not part of that. I would prefer you're, you're to not be part of violence. the reality of, yep. of an affecting political change. I see where you're coming from, and I just don't think that we can affect that change. I thank you. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And the features include the bulletin board system with over 375,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Head over to bbs.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And it's the Free State Project which is a brilliant idea, uh, moving 20,000 liberty-loving activists to New Hampshire, where we live, in order to, and we're, by the way, some of the early movers. We used to live down in Florida. But uh, the idea being to get here and to be active for liberty. And activism, to me, means more than just going out and voting. It means, it doesn't have to mean a whole lot more, maybe writing a few letters to the editor from time to time, talking to people about liberty, uh, or getting out and doing more, creating media, uh, and doing other, maybe even running for office. And this one of the things I wanted to point out about the Free State Project is, the reason why I haven't completely given up on the idea of voting is because I do still believe it has some – it can have some effect on a local level. As far as voting here in New Hampshire, there aren't that many people that turn out for local elections, so your vote really can count up here. And so that's why I haven't walked away from it completely. But as far as the federal government is concerned, looking to voting as a way to change the face of the federal government, I, th I think it's just folly. I mean, it's just, it's not very bloody likely that anything significant is going to change in the federal government because you voted for one candidate or, or another. And especially if you vote for the third parties, I mean, if you vote, if enough people voted for the third party, that'd be one thing. But usually they don't even bother reporting the results of the third party candidates. So it's it's almost as though they don't exist. 
And certainly voting for somebody that's not even on the ballot is even less effective than voting for a third party. So I don't think you can really change the federal government through the voting process, nor do I really care about changing the federal government because I don't believe that's even possible. Well, it just seems to get bigger and bigger. Well, sure, Ian, but if you go out to, let's say that uh, on Election Day you want to vote for somebody in uh, New Hampshire, let's say that you do agree with in principle, mm-hmm. well, there's still that, that, those slots there for the president and vice president. So the question is, what do you do? Do you leave them blank and they fill them in for you later or whatever? If I was or... there, I'd probably write something in just because I was there. But I would never make a special trip to go write in somebody for president. What about just on your way to Walmart one day? Just go. It's out of my way. It's out of your way. <laughs> it's, out, it's, it's out of my way. Uh, so there you go. Let's go to your phone calls. Uh, David is on the line, on the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live. David in Florida. I want to agree with you entirely, um, Ian. I, I think um, not only is voting a waste of time, but it actually legitimizes the system. When they report the winners or losers for a particular campaign, they, they don't report all these odd votes. They only report how many people voted and the percentages of the winners. I have to disagree or with the- you. I know you're saying you agree with me, but I have to disagree that I don't think voting in any way inherently legitimizes this system. It may play a small role in that, but we've certainly seen... It is a small role, but it's a role. It is, yeah, it's a role, but I think the, the, big, the bigger role as far as legitimizing the system is... I think the bigger role is the whole public relations uh, aspects of, and I guess voting is part of the public relations scam, but of the courts. I think the courts are probably a bigger role, and the the, the police acting like they're doing something for you. It, it, there's a big charade that's being played, and, and voting is, I think, a very, very small part. And the reason I say it's a small, small part is because when somebody goes, or when there's a local election and 2% of the voters turn out to vote, and that's not unheard of for many local elections around the country, it Absolutely. doesn't I – mean, those 2% of the people showing up doesn't tell your average Joe who might even probably not – who's probably not paying attention. But let's say the average Joe came across the fact that only 2% of the people showed up for the local election. That's not going to stop average Joe from showing up to the courthouse when he gets a ticket for speeding. That's not going to stop average Joe from thinking that you know there's justice in America or that we live in the freest country on the planet. So I don't know if that really – I don't know if voting actually communicates anything too specific to anyone that's that's not really within the sort of anarcho-capitalist voluntarist persuasion. I don't know if I'm even making sense. No, I understand. I understand entirely. But I mean, let, let's take it a step further. Instead of um, just not voting, let's say we unregister, or, or maybe we drop our party affiliation first, and then we unregister, and then oh, let's go. Let's just go crazy here and um, give up our U.S. citizenship. I mean, I, I mean, What's if you that really do, want to make it? yourself, you know, you really want to make yourself known, you know, you want, want to make make a splash. Hey, sure, but what, what would that do? Yeah, yeah I, what what gang of violent thugs are are you going to choose to tax you this time? Well, they're going to tax me anyway, whether I, you know, whether I give up my citizenship or not. But you just want to live you know, here and say I'm not a about, citizen, right? What's that? You want to live here and say I'm not a citizen. Is that correct? Sure. I think it's sure. fallacious to even believe you can give up your citizenship. It's as far as I can tell, based on what Mark sure Stevens has said at, at adventuresinlegalland.com, there is no such thing as a citizenship. It's it, well, they don't. Government has no, no obligation to protect. Uh, yeah, of course, there's no thing as it, it's a fiction. But there are, you know, there is a process you can go through to renounce your U.S. citizenship. I mean, people do it. 
well, I wouldn't say people do it all the time because U.S. citizenship is a, a, a coveted thing or supposedly a coveted thing. But you could conceivably go in and or write a letter to the State Department and say, hey, I renounce my U.S. citizenship. Um, uh, famous people have done it. For example, um, Albert Einstein, when he was a teenager, gave up his uh, German citizenship. Yeah, but what is the point of doing something like that? If the if the concept is a fantasy to begin with, and citizens don't even exist, because as Mark Stevens has pointed out, and many uh, Supreme Court decisions back him up, that the government has no obligation to provide you with any uh, any services whatsoever, especially not protection. And so, therefore, the whole concept of a citizen is is it's nullified. I mean, the idea of a citizen is that you give a, a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation uh, for uh, for protection from the government, and they. They don't have an obligation to protect, so therefore you don't have a duty to be uh, allied with them. Therefore, there's there's no citizen. So why even bother rebutting something that's a fantasy in the first place? Then you're, aren't you sort of consenting? Aren't you basically acknowledging their the government's legitimacy by doing that, David? Yeah, in a way you are. But um, the, the whole the whole point was, you know, with that uh, Johnson made was you're um, you're participating in the problem. You're participating in the problem if you don't vote. David, uh, well, you know, David, what if, this if conversation you say, okay, is... Okay, you know what? I don't want to be associated with the people. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to be associated with America at all. I don't want to be, you know... I, I, I like America. I don't want to with the problem I, anymore. I, so I have I'm no problem being... David, what this brings to mind to me is you can, you can hear that there are three... Uh, there have been several liberty-minded individuals um, who, you know, all of us would consider are on pretty much uh, the right page as far as, uh, you know, personal liberties go, that have a bunch bunch of different ideas on voting and and it, what it really brings um, brings to bear to me is that how much sense the free state project makes because it's oh, something that everybody can get on board with and you know this whole voting thing not voting doesn't do anything voting doesn't do anything voting writing somebody in doesn't do anything all these things are are relatively pointless giving up your US Absolutely. citizenship is really not going to do anything but well, I mean, moving for the free state project really will and you could legitimately claim that hey I don't I'm not responsible for this. I'm, you know, I'm not participating in the, you know... I think that's Why not just get a tattoo that says I'm not responsible for I, I, this? Yeah, I think that's non-participation to the ludicrous extreme because, as I pointed out, citizenship doesn't really even exist. It's a fantasy. So, again, you're buying into their system by pretending it does exist in the first place in order to renounce it. And then you're just going to draw attention to yourself that you probably don't want. I thank you, David, for the call. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And don't forget that uh, you can support the show by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. 
In a four-week clinical trial, participants were advised to maintain their normal eating habits and exercise habits without changing their daily routine. 83% of the participants using the key component in DEX-C20 lost weight and 72% lost inches off their waist. It's happening for me. I'm taking DEX-C20. If you need to lose weight and want to do it the easy way, uh, try DEX-C20 for yourself. It's uh, You can get it at Walgreens, CVS, GNC, or go to diet.freetalklive.com. That's diet.freetalklive.com. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. We continue with your calls about what you want. It's Max in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Max. Hey, this is Max. Hey, hey Max. Hello, Max. What's on your mind? Uh, we're, uh, there was some discussion online about the need for another Free State Project event during the course of the year. We had Pork Fest and we've got the Liberty Forum. And now we're organizing something called Oktoberfest during the third weekend in uh in uh, October, and a lot of people are organizing events uh, for that weekend. So anybody who's been uh, kind of dragging their heels and procrastinating and is looking for an excuse to come up and see New Hampshire, that's a really good opportunity to, to uh, come up, and we've got a lot of events going on that weekend that uh, you can participate in. That's the big uh, tourist time too in New Hampshire. If if there's if there's something to really really see if, in New Hampshire, it's the leaves, leaf peepers. Yeah. Oh yes, actually that's the f- same weekend the Keen Pumpkin Festival usually occurs on. So you might even want to tie it in close with that. So maybe make it the next day or the day before and get and people who come up here have more to do and see. I know Max is uh, one of those guys over on the seacoast. Is that where you're planning to have the uh, the event? Um, actually, we've got them all over the state. We've got everything, uh, Portsmouth, uh, you know, we've got a kegger here at my place at Seabrook on a Saturday night. Oh, so this is not going to be a big party where everyone will be centrally located. You're saying this will be, there will be several fest locations? Right. We've got things going on in Deerfield and Manchester and, uh, everything's pretty much in driving distance of the seacoast. Now, I did call up Keene regarding the Pumpkin Festival and they said it's been rescheduled to October 25th. Um, but there are some other events going on uh, that weekend on the um, on the 18th, the 19th, and the 20th. So uh, there will be a lot of different activities to do. It's a, it's a really good opportunity to come up, and it's right when the uh, the uh, price of rentals and so forth uh, uh, drop a whole lot right after Columbus Day weekend. And Very good, good Max. Where, where would people go to get more information about this? Um, we've actually got a Facebook page called Oktoberfest. I'm a Free State Project, and you can also find it online at the Free State Project uh, forum. Okay, very good. appreciate you bringing that up, and thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231, an excuse to come up and see New Hampshire. There's always uh, always something interesting going on up here, and it sounds like they're creating yet another reason to come up for a visit if you have not yet done so. It really is. I was talking uh, with a few people, I, I guess in the chat room and, and here and there, about the different places to move in New Hampshire. And... Really, all of New Hampshire is very, very beautiful place. I mean, the the the, it's just stunning. It's just great. You need to come up here. and see it for yourself if you're yeah. intending to move for late. But yeah, I mean, come come up, take a look around, and you'll see that if you're just deciding based on sheer beauty of the area, that's going to be a tough call because a lot of New Hampshire is very, very pretty. Uh, really, what you should decide on is the kind of activism you want to do. Or, of course, there's also jobs. I mean, if you can only get a job in one place and that's really important to you, then that, that's what you should do, obviously. But but as far as if, if the job factor is not a big concern to you and you're deciding based on other factors, look at the kind of people that you're, you're going to be hanging around. It's my understanding uh, that a lot of political people, obviously, are in the Concord area. So if that's something that really excites you, you like the idea of going to the state house and 
talking with the representatives and doing that sort of thing, then Concord would make a lot of sense for political action. There's a, a good mix, I think, between political and outside-the-system market-based activism going on in Manchester. You'll find a variety of, of both of those things going on there. Uh, the Seacoast, I think there's a, a, a different mix out there, more of a family, I think, oriented group out in the Seacoast. At least that's what Dale tells me from anarchyinyourhead.com. So if you've got some families, that might be something, you know, if you've got kids and all that, that might be something you're interested in. And out here here in the Keene region, we do have uh, probably the highest concentration of non-cooperative market-based activists. So, And then, of course, there's uh, the, the North Country where I don't know what's going on up there. People, I guess, kind of keep to themselves up in the North Country. They run around the snow naked. So all kinds of different <laughs> options. And, of course, small towns everywhere, if that's what you're looking for, versus the uh, the more urban. I mean, and urban for New Hampshire isn't like urban for anywhere else, but the more urban cities in New Hampshire. So there's lots to look at, and there's lots of information out there. And as Max suggested, the Free State Project website at freestateproject.org has their own forums. There's, of course, the New Hampshire Free Forums at nhfree.com. And then uh, freekeen.com is uh, one of the websites for the Keen region, which I happen to like a lot. 800-259-9231. We continue with your calls. It's Gene, the Christian anarchist on the amp line, calling from, I believe, Minnesota tonight. Oh, no. Now I'm back home. You're I'm already back. back. That was quick. Yep. It was a one-day trip. So Okay. So you uh, went up for the Ron Paul convention, though, right? I went up for the Rally for the Republic. It was a great time. Everybody had some, some fun, and uh, we had... Uh, Probably Ron Paul's largest crowd. I think there were at least 10,000 people, maybe more. That's tremendous. Um, and uh, maybe he had 10,000 at the uh, rally in Washington, D.C. I'm not sure about the numbers, but this had to be his biggest crowd, I think. And Jesse Ventura was there, and uh, there was two references made to something you guys don't like to talk about much, and that is a uh, coming rebellion in this country, a revolution. Okay. I know you want to do everything peaceful and uh, oh, oh you mean violent they were talking about violence at the ron paul yeah. party and um i know you you think that it can be done peacefully i personally don't think that it can be done peacefully i, I mean i wish it could be done peacefully and yeah. i hope it can be done peacefully but i me too I, i'm certain that a violent revolution is coming and i, I hope you're there wrong was an about iraqi that. war veteran there who uh was um part of the iraqi war veterans for peace group mm-hmm and he said that um, uh, the time may be coming soon that uh, it'll be time to f- nourish the tree of liberty. And you know what that refers that to. That means so. blood, shedding blood. Yes. Politicians yes, and patriots. What do you think they have in mind? I mean, are we talking about assassinating uh, po- politicians, threatening the police? I mean, what do you think? Well, they- it, it, it would have to be a decentralized one because any kind of centralized uh, thing would uh, the federal government has the ability to knock it out. So. Mm-hmm. But the other reference made to it was by none other than Jesse Ventura himself. Really? And he was on the stage, and he was talking about uh, the possibility of taking on the might of the United States military. Now, keep in mind that Jesse Ventura is an ex-Navy SEAL. And he, he played Jesse. Uh, in, uh, no, he played, uh, what was his name in, in Predator? He, I forget the character's name. but He had the big yeah, minigun. I, I yep, that's I right. I don't remember. I did anyway, see that was, speech. Uh, I watched that speech live yesterday. Did you did you catch the allusion to violence? Was it well? Obvious it to wasn't you? that. He, I think he made a reference to the fact that um, the United States government threw everything it had at, at the bunch of Vietnamese peasants and they couldn't beat them. That's um, true. Right. That's yeah. the reference that uh, that I'm going to be mentioning is that he talked about how could we take on the United States military? He said, uh, "Well, he was there in Vietnam, and he said that uh, the." 
It was a bunch of peasant farmers with some AK-47s, and they took on the might of the United States military. So um, he, it's not like anybody at the, at the rally is going to come out and say, yeah, let's start a revolution, because you know what else is going to happen then. But there They'll were those two references. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, there were those two references. And so, you know, it's as close as you're going to get. Somebody cannot just stand up on a podium and say, hey, let's start a revolution, because you know what's going to happen yeah. to them. So, and Jesse also said that uh, if, these, if this group grows big enough, if the, uh, the people that want freedom and liberty in this country grow big enough, that he may in 2012 come back up from Mexico. Well, I hope he reads a few books in the the uh, the remaining 4 years to 2012 because as I recall from Jesse Ventura's reign as governor in Minnesota, right. he didn't know jack about uh, freedom and liberty, but I thank you for the call, Gene. 800-259-9231. He talked a little bit like a libertarian when he was running for office and governed nothing like a libertarian when he was actually in. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. And our website is freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the wiki with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free at wiki.freetalklive. Dot com. Let's go to your phone calls. That's what the show's about. It's Stephen in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello, Stephen. Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, I like being on the air, uh, raised by radio people. So, uh, well, what's on my mind? You, I heard another caller mention Jesse Ventura, and uh, yes. kind of some of the scrutiny he was under on stage. And he's a pretty big guy, but and I, as I mentioned previously, uh, you know, I'm an Army vet, Delta Force. Uh, uh, just a mild disability, thank God. But I, I don't think we're the bad guys. It, I mean, I think it's a lot of the administrations, Republican or Democrat, independent, that are you know involved. Wait, hold on a second. Before you go on, when you say you don't think we're the bad guy, what do you mean by that? Well, the military, unquote. I mean, I, we're, we're just. I was a nobody. I was just. A, you know, I was 19 when I went in. I, I, I was not there to really. I was there to protect America. Even if it was wrong, and at the time when you're so young, you don't realize what you're doing might be wrong until you're. Oh ready. yeah, yeah, I totally understand. I mean, the the bad guys are definitely the uh, the politicians, but the military members and the police are certainly uh, playing a major role in the subjugation of America. Absolutely, yes, sir. That's why I'm a militia member, and I you can go to MySpace. Oh, well, I won't give that out on the yeah. air, but uh, you can go to MySpace and just check out different legitimate militias, law-abiding citizens that will protect that freedom in the event of a police state. Uh, and back to Jesse Vanchera being basically threatened off stage because he, if he talks too much, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm an Army vet, but I'm also a computer scientist, and I'm almost 44 now. Mm-hmm. And I can look at all the videos of Von Kleist and everybody else, and videos I obtained myself from 9-11. I, I talked to New York Fire Department. These are guys who were there. Those buildings were purposely demolished, and I hope everybody on the air hears it. Not by terrorists with a box cutter, but by entities in the current uh, current administration. We've certainly heard those allegations before uh, on the program. There are certainly a lot of people who believe them. I don't know what the real story is, and to me, 
uh, it's it's more of an academic exercise that that doesn't really have any relevancy on what it is I'm attempting to accomplish. But there you go. You got your message out. Anything else on your mind? Oh, I just uh, you talk to Dave. Tell him uh, Maestro Miller. I don't know who you're talking about, sir. Dave, who? On Christ. Yeah, that's another talk radio host, and I don't really know who he is, but I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. I guess, I guess people uh, who listen to this program via the network that we're on believe that all of the talk show hosts must hang out with one another. Or yeah, something. we must see each other in the hallway in the same radio station. That's well, that, how it used it to be in the old days. I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense. You would imagine that that's so, but we have never met any of the talk show hosts uh, from uh, you know the, the syndicate that did, we're on. I actually did meet that particular guy once. Did it you was really? at the Ed Brown House when oh. GCN, our network, was hosting this big party uh, at the Ed Brown household, and a couple of their hosts happened to be there. So I met him, mm-hmm. but... That doesn't mean I'm going to see the guy or know anything about him or have ever listened to his show. I haven't listened to – the only other show I've listened to on the GCN uh, has been Jim Babka's Downsized DC show, which is now off the air. So, there Harry go. Brown was on there. Harry Brown was on GCN. I listened regularly to, uh, to his show. Yeah. But, yes, uh, we're on a network, and we all live in different parts of the country, and just because we're on the same network doesn't mean we all believe the same stuff. So, you know, he obviously thought this is one of those fringe conspiracy shows because we're on the same network, and sorry to disappoint you, we're not, and there you go. But you did get your message out, so yeah. to those who want to go and investigate 9-11 and spend all their free time doing that, they're certainly welcome to do so. I, I consider it a waste of time. Yeah, well, a lot of people know that um, they don't really know the whole story, but they feel they're being lied to. And, and That's could, probably a given. I mean, yeah. if it's the government telling you something, they're probably not telling you the truth. That much I would agree with, but as far as what the real story is, Nobody it's all will, speculation. That's right, it's all speculation. And it doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter any more than who killed JFK. There was some guy that came out on his deathbed and and, and said that the that the CIA was involved or there was a cover up. I forget. Well, he I don't named even know a bunch of names. Yeah. Yeah. Was... I don't even know what he said because who? What does it matter? Yeah. What, what 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 would it matter? I mean, if we found out tomorrow that for sure it was uh, what was it Johnson that came after JFK? Yeah, um, who knows? I, I... Ford. I it was Johnson. Johnson. Right? Well, if we found out that it was Johnson. That was actually the man behind the scenes that uh, set the entire deal up because he wanted to seize the reins of power for whatever reason. Because he would have the most to gain. What would that change about what's happening now? What would it change? I, you, If you can answer the question, 800-259-9231, my position is it wouldn't change a damn thing. It wouldn't mean that all of a sudden people would stay home from voting on uh, this November. It wouldn't mean that there would be a massive non-cooperation across the country. Nothing would significantly change the result of that. All it would do is it would show a lot of people that had been thinking and theorizing for years about the truth behind the JFK assassination as to, Aha! See, I was right. It really was Johnson the entire time. We now, knew it all along. You know, I don't think it was just Johnson, if Johnson was involved at all. But I, you I, know, was, I was pick I was a story, a, though. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm dating myself here, but I was a little kid when it happened and i remember walter cronkite i was little but i remember because i remember the the feeling in the room of all the adults around me and how how uh, grim everything felt you know it was just, it was just like mm-hmm. this cloud just came over the entire country when this happened and and even walter cronkite uh, talking about it on and announcing it on the news uh and i was young enough to realize it was it was a significant event in american history even back sure. then nothing like nothing like it has happened since 
No, that's true. And I'd love to know who did it. I'd love to know all the names. I'd like to just... But it's just a curiosity. Yeah, out of curiosity. Right. It's certainly nothing's ever going to change. That's why I say it's this, whether it's JFK or 9-11 or Oklahoma City Building or whatever, that's why I say it's just an academic discussion. It's just a, uh, it's just a debate. And I think that's the biggest problem with all of it, is that it bogs people down in this eternal never-ending debate because no side can ever be proved 100% correct. Mm-hmm. The people that support the government story can never be proved 100% correct, and the people that support the fringe uh, the fringe theory can never be whatever. There's various ones, right? There's the ones where there's like the uh, the alien pods that crashed into the building, then there's the bombs, yeah. and so there's various theories as to what really happened. And all of these sides can go round and round forever arguing and rebutting and counterpointing everyone else's points. And what is it? What, what comes from it all? Victim People get caught up in victimship about these things, and they never rise above it to do, okay, what are we going to do to to stay free? Yeah. Because it's always about who are we going to bring to justice and who are we going to hang from a rope? Which is also a fantastic idea. I mean, the idea that you're going to be able to bring anyone to justice, even if if what you're saying is true, it was an inside job, and we know who did it. It was Neil Bush, the brother of George Bush. I mean, I'm just pulling out names. They love to drop these names. Uh, So even if you could, uh, how are you going to bring him up on charges exactly? How are you going to bring the president or Dick Cheney up on charges? They're immune. While they're in office, they're immune. And if they're out of office, then what the hell is it matter? Matter at that point. Yeah, you're using the very the very people who um, the very legal system that, that that works for these people. You're expecting them to turn on their bosses, right? If they're all really working for the Bilderbergers or the Rothschilds or whatever, in the you know that th- that's kind of the whole idea is that they're these puppet ma- puppet masters at the top, and they've got control over every branch of government and every government person that you see on TV and all those people. The idea that they, I mean, okay, so let's say that the uh, the evidence does come out 100%. It's certain that, you know, George Bush and Dick Cheney were behind 9-11. Let's say that evidence comes out 100% for sure. Even if they did get hauled into court and even if they did get punished, it would be just be for show, right? Yeah. Because if you truly believe that the New World Order or whoever's in charge of the world, then they're just sacrificing a couple of their henchmen to make it look like something significant's going to change when, in fact, it's business as usual and some other scumbag politician like Barack Obama or John McCain steps into office and the whole process continues on forward. So what is it that you're fighting for? you conspiracy uh, fringers out there, the fringe theorists. What is it you're fighting for? Think about that. I don't mean to jump down your throat or anything or make you feel, uh, I don't want you to feel hostile at me for saying these things, realistically. What well, do you when, want? Uh, when, you, when you go after someone's uh, core beliefs, and uh, a lot of times when you talk about fringers, you know, this whole Bilderberg group, thing, you're talking about a really core belief. The, the, the people that are going to be hearing that are going to be outraged at what you're saying, and you're, they're going to feel like you're attacking them. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way that is. Well, I'm calls, just talking within their belief system. If somebody calls in here and attacks the principles of liberty as, uh, you know, selfish or whatever, yeah. you're going to feel attacked. Yeah. I, I was invited to uh, join the Illuminati a few years ago. And, <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. And, and I had to fax this this uh, order form in through a fax by a certain date and time. Mm-hmm. And then I got a letter saying if I just had to pay the $179 and I could join. Is that a joke, Wayne? <laughs> of course it is. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize, I, I didn't know what the process for joining the Illuminati was, so anything could be true. Anyway, there you go. It's been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Us. We will we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com.
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 